Welcome everybody back. Episode number two of the comeback season uh, of the Zach Ricky Show. Uh, I am your host, Zach Ricky. Um, the show is named after me if you haven't caught on yet. If you are a new fan, um, I appreciate you guys so much listening. Um, again, I uh, said it last week, had a lot more people listening than I thought. So people either have gotten over the annoying sound of my voice or we must be interesting. So I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. I'm super excited for tonight. Uh, we are getting the sports experts back together. And by experts, I use that term loosely because I think all three of us would agree that for tonight's, we are probably more like a novice, intermediate, somewhere in there. But we're going to tackle it anyway. And you guys can tell us if we're crazy or not. And we'll probably look back in a couple of weeks and see if we are. But we're going to talk a lot of basketball tonight. So if you tuned in for something different, uh, you probably didn't read the title of the episode. Um, or you just aren't sure what basketball is. And that's great. You're here. You can learn with us tonight. Um, but that is going to be the theme. So if you're not interested... Maybe you'll still learn something. If not, it's okay. I'm okay if you don't listen to the rest of this. But um, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of playoffs, a lot of basketball tonight. There's a lot happening. As most people know, uh, the basketball started up, boy, it's probably already a month ago or so in the bubble. So it's been condensed, fast paced. We have playoffs for uh, first round starting. But before we get into that, before I get ahead of myself here, I want to introduce my two very, very special guests who know much more about basketball than me. Mainly because they play it much better than me in about every aspect, except for maybe three-point shooting. But that's another podcast. Um, we have my good friend Alex Munseth, who we had on last episode. Alex, how are you doing tonight? How is California weather treating you? I'm doing good, Zach. It's pretty hot. We have a heat wave going on right now. There's <laughs> fires fires burning throughout the state. Oh, but man. Not, where, not where I am. I was at the beach. So... <laughs> But <laughs> I think that you got to give us a little more credit, Zach. I think that we know we know a thing or two about some basketball here, and we're going to give you some good analysis about the state of <laughs> the NBA tonight. No, absolutely, uh, and I, I speak more for myself as far as my knowledge uh, capacity in that area. But uh, and then all the way from actually, I don't know where you are right now tonight, but I think in North Dakota somewhere we have the one and only uh, original cast member. Caleb Holt finally joining us for the comeback season. Caleb, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Zach. I have to say, I I never thought my description for anything would be uh, the guy somewhere in North Dakota. <laughs> I never thought that would be my description, but I like it. I dig it. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Zach? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal, man. I'm super pumped to have you guys back on. Um, really quick, uh, we did it last week. A little shout-out, but shout-out to Caleb. Last time he recorded with us, which was many, many moons ago, he was a single man. He is no longer. He has been through all of the, uh, you know, bumps, ups and downs, all that. He is now married, um, you know, fast tracked over two years, married man now, got responsibilities. Um, and from what right. I can tell on the socials, you're killing it, which everybody knows that is fact. So good for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> but no, I got a question for, I got a question for Caleb. Go ahead. Go ahead. Two part. Give us one great thing about being married and two, how would you describe now being a native North Dakota <laughs> resident? I mean, wow, that's two good questions. I'd say first, best thing about being married, um, man, just having your best friend with you, you know, each day and uh, being able to uh, grow together, I think in Christ is probably the best thing um, by far. Grace is an amazing person. So I'm, I'm blessed and God is good. That's probably the first thing. And then leaving North Dakota, I think uh, I like the, like the small town, you know, different <laughs> places you can be in North Dakota. And even though I'm a big, uh, big cities guy like Minneapolis, but 
I think North Dakota is a beautiful place and a lot of beautiful people. So, okay. <laughs> well, we're happy for you. Congrats. That was um, that was straight from my heart. I went to, that was straight from my heart. No, it's good. I believe you. I I do. Um, the only you know the only thing I maybe have an issue with is best friend. I feel like maybe years pro would count toward toward something there, but we you know we won't get into that now. But um, speaking of years pro, let's talk about some professionals in the state in the uh, the great game of basketball. Um, playoffs, as we mentioned, have now started. They're in full swing as we record. We are uh, awaiting the results of, before I make a fool of myself, let me double check. Uh, the Game three, I had it right. I already do. Game three of the Lakers versus Portland. They are tied up at 1-1. We are excited and anxious to see who wins, but we actually already know who wins, and we'll actually tell you that tonight. But um, with that, we're going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to call this Playoff Post-it Notes. Post it up on the wall. We'll revisit it later, see how crazy we were, um, or see how smart we were. Either way, um, we're going to go right through it. We have uh, eight awesome series going on right now. Um, you know, season one through eight, uh, matching up against East Side, West Side, all that stuff. Let's start with the first series. Um, Alex, I'm going to start with you because I know you have uh, extra tied interest in this one. We have the Lakers and we have Portland. Um, they're tied at 1-1 apiece right now. They're currently playing. Um, this is LeBron's chance to solidify himself as a Laker legend. We also have Damian Lillard, the homer, uh, you know, ever committed to Portland, um, trying to bring his will, his team from the eighth seed and advance to the next round against all odds. Um, why don't you give us a little quick overview of how you view this series and then quickly uh, a winner and a game prediction. Well, post this up on your wall with your sticky note, but the Lakers are about to cruise into the NBA Finals. I'll just show my card right there. Wow. But um, people are pretty hyped up on Portland right now. They think, oh, Damian Lillard is the top five player in the NBA. But top five players in the NBA don't have to fight to get the eighth seed in the playoffs. And he's uh, just on a little bit of a hot streak right now and will slowly come back to earth so i think it's 1-1 right now right now as we're recording this it's halftime lakers are down four but lebron's just about to kick it into gear he's already got 22 at the half and i just don't think that portland's got any shot defensively of uh stopping la when it really counts so give me this maybe they'll win one more game on some shooting luck but six games lakers will put them away and uh we'll get to further down their road of the future later on but yeah all right i like it i can't disagree that much um i think i've probably bet against lebron too many times so um <laughs> I, I understand i understand um caleb we're, we're we talked about we it last talked episode yeah we're going to I, know, I love it we're going to go on because of course we told you we're trying to grow the podcast so no repeat uh you know no repeat content so we're just going to glaze over that <laughs> Um, next series we're looking at, um, Caleb, I'm going to let you answer because I'm incredibly biased in this one. Um, we're talking about the Rockets. We're talking about OKC. OKC finally gets a win. They're at two to one now. Um, didn't really put too much of a fight up the first two games. Uh, cruised really well to, uh, you know, tonight, uh, Chris Paul leading the way. Chris Paul still getting it done uh, at an advanced age in the league. Um, still playing and leading a team that really nobody thought was even going to be in the playoffs. So, right. um, I don't know what was your take. You have the Rockets who are running this, you know, whether you call it, uh, uh, you know, a uh, small ball, yeah, small ball. I'm trying, I, you know, 
Uh, whatever. Let's I can't even think of the word. Let's move past that. Something new. There you go. A new offense. <laughs> God dang. Um, or is it a gimmick offense versus OKC who are kind of the underdogs uh, almost in the entire playoffs because they're probably talked about the least, maybe besides the Jazz. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, and what's your predictions here? You know, I don't like the low blow to the Jazz. Ooh. You've got the magic in here as well. But uh, yeah, I have to say, I have to say, it, this series looks like it's going to be all about James Harden. Um, you know, even without Russell Westbrook, they've they've made quick first two games of, of OKC, and I think you know Chris Paul and uh, that young group he has there with Stephen Adams anchoring the middle. Um, they'll probably pull out another game, but um, I'm looking at Houston. Uh, like what you were going for there, Zach. Just the, w- the way they're kind of revolutionizing the offense. That's event. the word. My think- goodness. <laughs> I think, Thank you. I think honestly, th- th- I mean, they haven't played a center so far this series. I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not correct, they don't even have one. Yeah, they've been playing. Yeah, and they've been playing Robert Covington at the five, uh, Jeff Green. So they've been pretty small, um, but it's working for them. They're shooting the three well, um, friend the floor. So I got Houston probably, probably win this thing in five. Um, but I, what OKC's done this year can't be understated. I mean, they've they've done such a great job, but. It's playoff time, and, and Harden's really hard to stop. Right. Zach, Zach yes. I, you think OKC is the most like left-out team in all the playoffs right now? Maybe not. Uh, I was thinking about it. I think I would say they're the second least. I think Orlando's would be the most un, the most not talked about. That doesn't really make sense. But um, I would, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I guess Indiana. I think Brooklyn gets a lot of attention because of the players that aren't playing for them. If that makes sense, they still have Kyrie, right. they have Katie, but they're not playing. Um, the Jazz, I think Donovan Mitchell, you know, gives him a little bit of that. Um, and even though Chris Paul's a great player, you know, he's what thirty six or so, um, and he's he kind of got dumped. Like right, the Rockets were like, eh, we don't really want you. Let's dump right. you on a team with a ton of cap space and and a bunch of nobodies. Basically, it's what they thought. Um, so I don't know, and, and Orlando. Gosh, and, and I get that Orlando doesn't have huge names either, but I think a lot of people saw them and looked at a young athletic team that had potential. Where in my mind, like OKC were like, Neh. like they just have a bunch of bad contracts and they probably in like a three year rebuild type deal, right? So I don't know. I think they're up there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't stand watching James Harden or Chris Paul play. <laughs> this, series, <laughs> this series is the worst. <laughs> that's absolutely fair I don't, I'm not a huge fan either but Chris Paul yeah. is one of the best point guards still uh, you know Definitely. at his Definitely. age so nope that's totally fair so we'll see but we have OKC in 5 we're writing that down we're posting it up next one oh, I'll take this one because I haven't watched a single game of this series so we have uh, Denver Nuggets who is kind of that team where if you look at their roster and their names and you watch any amount of maybe even college basketball, NBA, you're like, holy smokes, this would be, should be an amazing team. They're a great 2K team, right? They have all these really talented shooters, super athletic young guys and Jokic who might, you know, arguably maybe the best center, one of the best for sure. Um, and then they're going up against the Jazz. Um, you know, they got Rudy Gobert. Uh, he didn't, I don't believe he got defense. Maybe he did get defensive player again this year. Did he? I'm sorry. That shows how prepared I am, I guess. Um, but he's oh, always excited. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. probably going to win. We'll go with that. Um, oh, you know, uh, running. I know he's won it before. He's always in the running for it. Um, Donovan Mitchell, who's one of the, you know, really, really talented, uh, young players in the game, kind of a rising star. Um, 
But I feel like still, these are two teams that nobody really pays attention to. Like, it's just like they do a ton of work in the regular season. They make some flashy plays. They got some flashy playmakers and like, you know, Donovan for, for Utah. And you have Jamal Murray, uh, even at point guard for Denver. And they're flashing all that, but you just, you know, it's one of those things where they haven't done it in the playoffs yet. They haven't made an extended run. So you just don't trust them. Um, right. And right now, just for anybody who may not know either, Denver's uh, sitting at a deficit, actually, even though they are the three over the six seed. They're, uh, they're down uh, one game or two games to one, excuse me. Utah has the lead. Um, but you know what? I'm still taking Denver in this just because of that talent. Ah, wow. Michael Porter Jr. is really starting to catch on, and he's healthy now. I tell you what, man, I think he's going to be really, really good for a long time if he can stay healthy. I like the bench of Denver. I know they're a little banged up right now. So the overall team to me, I'm going with Denver in this one. I think they'll take it. I think it will go to the full seven, but I think they'll take it. Um, so I, I'm going with Denver mainly because of bench depth. And if they can get healthy again, I think they're super talented. And I'm telling yeah. you what, man, Jokic, I watched, I did watch a couple of the recaps from the early games and he's making some amazing three point shots and all that. I just, what I really, really miss, and I'm going to sound like I'm old, which I'm not. Um, I miss centers that played center <laughs> and there's not really a lot of them anymore. So I wish he would get down low a little more because I get Rudy Gobert is good, but man, you gotta, you know, you gotta challenge him a little bit down low and he did it better. I think he did pretty good in game one, game two felt like maybe he got a little tired, but I mean, who am I to talk? I'm not seven feet and like 280 pounds. I'd probably be really tired too. So, um, I don't know. I'm still taking Denver in seven though. I'm, I'm locking Zach. that in. Zach, Utah is winning this game in five. <laughs> yeah, I would say so too. Oof. If you if you watch game one, Utah should have won the game. And then the past two games, the Jazz have just dominated, basically. And now Which they is have surprising. Mike. Well, I don't I, I don't mean, think so. Here's the deal. Denver is where the Wolves are headed if they don't change their player core, basically. That is true. Sure. Denver cannot play defense. They got shooters all over the floor, but when they play a team like Utah, like they just look foolish out there trying to guard Donovan Mitchell and sure. the Wolves. I mean, we need some. I'm sorry to jump ahead to my. Wolves here, but <laughs> You're good. <laughs> if we don't start adding some quality defensive players, our cap is a good regular season team that looks bad in the playoffs. Like yeah. Denver. Nope, and that's totally fair. I just I think yeah. We'll see. I'll stick with it. We'll see what happens. There it goes. Um, yep. Utah, again, same thing, where they've kind of been there the last couple of years. I just got to see him do it first. And now, you know what? I do love Michael Conley coming off the bench. He's one of my favorite all-around players in the NBA. I think he's still really talented. I think he helps them out a ton defensively and offensively coming off the bench. So, Or maybe he's starting now. I'm sorry if he is. I apologize, Michael, if you're listening. Um, but you, <laughs> you're doing great. <clears throat> um, next one. This I'll let Alex. I want I want you to take it. Um, I'll get you both LA games. How about that? So we got the LA Clippers now. Um, they're up two games to one against the Dallas Ma- uh, Mavericks. Who um, most people don't even realize this, but I saw this the other day on the socials, and I have a good friend who's a huge Mavs fan. Uh, number one offense in history statistically this year, mm-hmm. which is which is crazy to me because it didn't seem like anybody yeah. talked about it. And but you know what? You look at the names, you see the numbers, you obviously know Luka Doncic at this point. If you watch, you know, Kristaps, some of these guys they have. Um, but Alex, I don't want to, I don't want to take this from you, but you, you, you go ahead. Tell me your thoughts on this series. Give me a prediction. How many games? What are we thinking? I'm excited for the Mavs. Like what you said, they are an incredible offensive team. 
And just can't play defense. Luca is so good. And man, Porzingis has kind of forgotten. He is. I was yeah. watching the game last night. Mm-hmm. And when Luca went out with his twisted ankle, Porzingis mm-hmm. was just cashing threes, taking it to the hoop. And he plays good defense too. But the Clippers are really good. Yeah. Kawhi did whatever he wanted in the game last night. And I think this is going to be six games at the most. Clippers are going to move on. All right. Clippers and six. I know it. And, I, you know, it's tough because, again, they're incredibly young and they have that core. And, and hopefully, Luca, you know, will be able to play and, and play effectively. And um, I haven't checked on the status of that. I think he did come back into the game, if I remember correctly. Um, so Once, yeah. it's, I don't know, man. It's exciting, though. We watched um, a couple of the, I, I did watch a couple of the end of the regular season games for them. And yeah, man, they can shoot. Holy cow, they can shoot. And Luca is so, so good on offense. But oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. it, it hurt me. Like it looked like I was watching junior high kids run around trying to play defense. It was oof, that's tough, yeah. man. I have a question for you. Would mm-hmm. you would you rather have Luca or Clay Thompson at this point? Oh, right, now. Luca. Okay, let me let me ask this part of it though. Uh, is it like am I getting both of them young, or am I getting them right now with the age and everything? Right now. That is not even a question, Zach. Oh, hey, let, let him answer. Let okay. him answer. Let me give my objective biased opinion because <laughs> as everyone should know by now, I am a huge Warriors fan and I'm fine with it. I've lived with it since 2009. I have experienced all the flack. I've experienced everything. You can't say anything new to me. I understand it. And I tell you what, nobody said a lot this year and I, it's because we weren't very good this year and that's fine. <laughs> um, but here's the deal. Clay Thompson we're going to get so off track if I say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Clay Thompson. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Clay Thompson is the, please let me finish before we start screaming. Clay Thompson is the best overall on both ends of the court shooting guard in the NBA right now. When healthy before he got hurt. And I know we haven't seen him since he got hurt, but he's the best overall. James Harden is the best offensive hands down. That's not extremely atrocious. Okay, I mean, thank you. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> so I, I, I thought you were going to say of all time. You, you didn't answer the question. Finish the podcast right here. Oh, I, I feel like I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you your direct answer, but that is my reasoning, and I'm going Clay Thompson because Luke oh, is great. But here's the thing. Here's here, but here's my question. This is to clarify: Are we talking longevity? Am I building a franchise around one, or am I getting him for one season for a playoff run? I don't know. Right now, who's better, Luke or Clay? Oh, Clay. No. If oh, I want a guy who's playing both ends of the court and is going to contribute overall, not just in the box score, Clay Thompson. Dude, oh. people don't realize Luca is a top, maybe even five player in the NBA. Playing offensive NBA, player. Yeah. Offensive player. He, he makes the Mavericks the best offense in the history of the league. He's That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. He is the one of the best offensive players in the league, and that offense is great. But defense is a huge part, and that's why they're not going to win this series, right? I just oh. if Clay if Clay was on if Clay was in Dallas instead of Luca they don't make the playoffs this year. All I'm yeah, gonna exactly. say. Oh no, they would absolutely. No, they no, they would. Not. No, no. I think people forget. Next, next question. People, next really question. quick. Last thing. Last thing. Last thing. I promise. Last thing. People forget. Clay Thompson had 60 points in about two and a half quarters when Steph wasn't shooting well um, and Kevin Durant wasn't playing. He. He can absolutely go off. I just think people forget because Steph's the best shooter of all time and Kevin Durant was there and he's maybe the best offensive player of all time. Whatever, you know, however, wherever you want to rank him, that's fine. I'm not going to argue that. But, you know, he's third, he's third, 
third option for a lot for you know through was it three four years so i don't know i just think people forget and he's a super steady shooter i think if he was the guy somewhere maybe he's not as great of a shot creator as luca but man i just think he's super good and people forget i've seen Corey brewer have 51 but that was i don't think that was one time (laughs) one time (laughs) that was when does Clay had more? How many fifty point games has Clay? He's had a, he actually, you know, he has the top. I believe it's the top three out of four. If you go look at the top five, he has three out of the five spots for most points scored, like in a in a short span, like within a quarter, basically. Like he had a twenty nine point quarter, which is an NBA record. He had another one, I believe, he had a twenty seven point. So like he can absolutely go. Like he's done it multiple times. It's not just the one time. I should have said someone else, not yeah. Clay. Oh, my point was Luca's a top five. <laughs> but player. if you're but if you're going to build a franchise, Luca. I mean, he's so what is he? Only 22, 23 for Pete's sake. Twenty twenty. That's crazy. He's younger than all of us. That's nuts. So if you're building a franchise, Luca for sure. You're getting you know if you take injuries and everything out of it, you got you know fifteen, sixteen years of probably Hall of Famer. Like that's crazy. Zach, how many points per game do you think Luca averaged this past year? This past year, I want to say it was. Uh, yeah. Well, he wasn't the league leader, I don't think. Um, gosh dang, where was he at? I want to say he's right around thirty or thirty-one. Twenty-eight point oh, eight okay. points per game, nine rebounds, nine assists, and a steal. And you're taking Clay Thompson. Those are LeBron James numbers. Again, you're talking about yeah. the number one option on a team that doesn't have really that many other playmakers. They have good shooters, but not good playmakers. And then Clay Thompson, who's on, you know, has been on historically a team with the, some of the best playmakers ever. So I don't know. I, again, I see what you're saying. I'm not taking away. He's great, but Clay also has never been the the guy. The best he's ever been was the, like the second option to Steph. All right. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Going to the East, taking the East Coast here. Um, this one, I think some people got really, really excited after game one, but I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> things, again, temper your expectations. It's always, there's always that early, like first game overreaction, like, oh, they could do this. And then they get smacked the next couple of games. Uh, we're talking about Milwaukee, the number one seed versus the eighth seed Orlando Magic, probably the most underrated, very young, very athletic. Um, can fly up and down the court, play pretty good team defense uh, as well. And that goes with their athleticism. They use it well, um, but they're down two games to one. They still game one. Now they're looking at a two, one deficit um, playing the number one team uh, in the, uh, in the NBA, I believe, right. They finished with the, the best record, I believe. Is that wrong? That's yep. what I thought. You're right. Um, right. And I totally forgot whose turn this is. Uh, Caleb, it's your turn. Um, Caleb, uh, give us your thoughts. I, I think, uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I'll let you talk about it. Um, give us your your thoughts on the on the series. Uh, who's going to win? How many games? What are we looking at? Yeah, so uh, Milwaukee's taking the rest of these games, no <laughs> doubt. Um, I think the interesting thing about it, like you said, the first game when Orlando uh, won, won game one, some people are kind of like, you know, wondering if this was kind of already the end of Milwaukee. And however that isn't the case, um, two things about the series that are interesting. One, Orlando is without Jonathan Isaac currently who is a really up-and-coming small forward with incredible wingspan, a great defender, and actually would have... If, if they win game one and they had Jonathan Isaac to guard Giannis, mm-hmm. I think it could have been a lot different series. Uh, but they just don't they don't have anyone to guard Giannis, and overall, um, defensively, they're not the team Milwaukee is. Um, however, the second part of the series is... The series is a lot more than about the first round. 
I don't, I think the series proves that Milwaukee is not an NBA title team. Mm. Um, I think, Whoa. I think soon as, uh, I'll, and I'll unveil my cards for what I believe in the series that they're adjacent to here, but, uh, <laughs> I believe that next year they're going to get kind of, uh, bounced around by Miami. Ooh. I think Miami, Miami is <laughs> the hottest team going into the playoffs was the Phoenix Suns who didn't get to be in the playoffs, but currently <laughs> the hottest team in the NBA is the Miami heat. In my opinion, I think, I think next round they're going to play in Miami. Who's going to sweep Indiana. And with Jimmy Butler at the helm with a team that Pat Riley, you know, has orchestrated that, you know, is built on, you know, constructive criticism, even if it means that you're going to get on each other, but they all are focused on winning with shooters like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. You got an all-star in Bam Adebayo. I, that team is going to give Milwaukee fits. Um, and I think this Milwaukee series against a team against Orlando, who frankly is the least talented team in the playoffs by a long shot. Um, Brooklyn's actually probably close, but after those two, it's a long shot. Sure. Um, I think, I think it's going to be a quick exit for Milwaukee, but they'll get the series. In. What? Oh. You think Miami's going to beat Milwaukee? That's, 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 that's my, uh, that's my call. Yeah, I think I, I, to be honest, it, it'll be a good series, but I got Milwaukee, yeah. Milwaukee, ta- uh, Milwaukee taking the L. I think Miami, the way that they have surrounded Jimmy Butler, who isn't, I mean, he's not an incredible, he's not, he's not a top five player, but he is a MJ Kobe type mindset guy that just wants to win at all costs. And we saw that here in Minnesota for the brief stint we had him before he got injured in his, in his year with Minnesota that, uh, you know, he had us, I mean, he had us going, he had us as a three seed halfway through the season. Um, You know, I think surrounded with that team, Goran Dragic is on fire right now. Um, Man, they haven't even been playing Kendrick Nunn. So I, I just think this team is, is is a championship type team, especially when they added Jay Crowder in that trade midseason from Memphis. So I, I think Miami's gonna give them fits next round and probably take the series. All right. Well, oh, I guess oh, I guess that kind of jumps into uh, my prediction. Just a good thing we're on the same page with that. But um <laughs> the next three series we will go through very quickly because I promise you none of them are gonna be any surprises here at this point. They're all our three oh deficits. Um, this one, uh, you know, maybe surprise some people though. Uh, we talk about, we have the Pacers at the four seed versus the, the heat at the five seed Pacers are not bereft of talent. Um, they have Victor Oladipo, TJ Warren has besides has probably been the second hottest player in the bubble since the restart, uh, after maybe, uh, Devin Booker. Um, you know, he, he's been really, really cold the last three games. It's, it's been hard. He's kind of, hasn't been able to find his footing. Um, just hasn't been able to get on a roll. And so now they're looking at a 3-0 deficit. Um, quickly, I am taking Miami to win this as well. I think the Pacers steal the next game just because, you know, there's always kind of that desperation game where you kind of put it all together for a game a little bit and maybe Miami doesn't shoot as well. But sure. um, So I got Miami in five. Uh, it, it could easily be a sweep, but I'll stick with five because I think they have some very – Miles Turner again. Miles Turner, really quick, though. Um, his, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but his usage percentage in the post is ridiculous because he is so athletic and so tall and it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's the coaching or anything. I think he, he just likes the three ball too much. And in my opinion, I think he could be one of those guys when it comes to playing center. I think he could be a bigger name in the league, but he's kind of that, you know, you play pickup ball, uh, at the, at the park and you got this six foot eight kid and you're like oh great finally we're gonna have this rebound dominant center player and all he does is shoot threes and you're like what the heck that's kind of what i think of when i see miles turner i'm like man get down yeah. there a little bit right 
and he's crazy athletic. He had some amazing defensive blocks, uh, you know, tonight. Um, so I don't know. It, it's tough, but Miami's going to take it. I think they're one of the better defensive play uh, teams, excuse me, teams in the league. And I think you're right about Jimmy. I think I think Jimmy's. A, I, I would actually say he's top five defensive player uh, potentially in oh, the league. Sure. Um, offensively, you know, he, he's not going <clears> to <throat> he's not going to blow your mind or, or wow you with any of the the plays he makes. He'll make some shots for you, and, and he'll you know he he he'll kind of out physical you when it comes to making some some layups and things like that. But um, oh man, Tyler Hero. Um, uh, Mr. Duncan Robinson, those guys have been phenomenal. Duncan Robinson, he had, uh, the, tonight he hit a layup. It was his first two point shot attempt since August 1st. That's crazy to me. Wow. That is the pinnacle of Caucasian basketball play at its <laughs> finest. And I appreciate him so much. And I need to get a Jersey ASAP. And- and let me say, I saw the lamp, and it was not pretty. I don't <laughs> no. know if it's it, but you could see it was the first one in a while. It looked like me when I shoot left-handed. Oh man, it was it was rough. But you know, you're right though. They have a ton of really good young bench players, and Kendrick Nunn is another. You know, he's probably second best rookie of the year this year. Um, you know, that's a really good team, and we'll we'll get back into the you know the the next round matchup. But easy pick here, uh, Miami and five. We'll just go with that short. That ended up probably being longer than anybody wanted, but there you go. You're welcome. Um, next one, we got the number three seeded Boston versus the number six seeded Sixers. I tell you what, this would have been so much more exciting if Ben Simmons was healthy. I think this is a huge rivalry. I love whenever these two teams play. It's my favorite yeah. thing ever, but. We got robbed a little bit. Ben Simmons is probably out for the year. And I mean, obviously now at they're sitting at again, three Oh deficit Boston's up young guys, Jalen Brown. Um, wow. What am I? Why am I forgetting the other? Uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. You, Jason Tatum. Wow. Doing great tonight. Uh, those guys have really stepped up um, and they got, you know, they got some bench players. They got a really good bench again. Gordon Hayward's hurt. That's going to hurt him a little bit. Kemba, I think he has been playing now, but I know he's been banged up. Um, but they're up 3-0. Alex, quickly, thoughts really quick. Uh, game prediction for that one. Well, Boston's going to win, but man, what a disappointment for the yeah. Sixers. Like, they had it. I don't know what Elton Brand was thinking, letting Jimmy just walk Oof. and giving Tobias Harris, what was it, like $170 million? It was a lot. But, I mean, look at this now. Harris is doing nothing, and Jimmy's leading his team to a sweep in the first round. Or like if they big they money had, for nothing. Yeah, like, if they had Jimmy, Jimmy and Joel yep. Embiid, they would be at least alive in this series. But now, there's. I was watching them last night. They have nothing on offense no. without Ben Simmons moving the ball in transition, yep. like... They're just, I could see some big pieces moving around in Philly uh, this offseason just because things really haven't gone their way in their process. Yeah, that process. Couldn't trust it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody disagrees here. Last uh, and maybe least, we have the Toronto Raptors who are up 3 0 against the very much um, bereft and empty laden. Brooklyn Nets, who have lost their two best players to injury and a couple others that decided not to come back for the restart. So, 3-0. Caleb, give me your quick thoughts on this one. Toronto, Brooklyn, who's going to win how many games? Four games, Raptors. Ooh. That's, about all, that's, literally, that's literally about all you need to know about this series. I mean, you, uh, that, there's, there's not much else. I mean, like you said, Nets are depleted. Uh, they have no chance of even winning a game. The Raptors, which... I would say is fun to watch. 
you can see their championship pedigree, which is cool to see, even though Kawhi left. Yeah. Uh, you see it in Siakam, uh, Lowry, I mean, Van Fleet. I mean, just this team all together. So I've, they're fun to watch. Kyle Lowry is probably one of the most, you know, happy NBA players I've ever seen. Smiles all the time. They're, they're fun <laughs> to watch. <laughs> they're fun to watch you know the championship pedigree is showing through and it'll be it'll be four games let's quickly um don't, again don't want to overextend this time too much but let's we'll come we'll revisit this we plan on doing uh, you know at least another basketball one to come back uh, as we kind of progress through the playoffs here probably for next round um, but quickly just give me let's just go with predictions for who is going to represent the east um the two teams that will represent the east in the conference championship Okay, in the East, well, I'm sorry, Caleb, but Tyler Hero and Jay Crowder are not making the Milwaukee Bucks. Hey, neither is Kyle Korver. (laughs) Hey, Kyle Korver is like the ninth man on the Bucks. Oh, man. Or Wesley Matthews or Eric Bledsoe. Dude, the Bucks had one of the best seasons in NBA history. They're a dominant team. That's true. Giannis... People aren't giving Giannis the credit yet that he's going to get after his, this great playoff run they're about to go on. Game one was a fluke with Orlando. They were, I don't know what they were doing. Maybe they were not sleeping well the night before. <laughs> but when when Giannis is coming downhill at Jimmy Butler, I mean, Jimmy didn't look like a top five NBA player. <laughs> like Jimmy, Jimmy's good, but he's got a cap to his talent. And this Miami team, like they're a fun story. They're fun to watch, but like. The Bucks, this is an all-time great team, and we're going to see that in the playoffs. The Bucks are going to be on one side, and then the Raptors. Oh, my mm. goodness. I love the Raptors. They are going to be in the conference finals. Are we saying who's going to win? Or just, just, we'll just For now, we'll just leave it at who's going to be there. Okay, Raptors, Bucks. Raptors are very underrated. I love it. Caleb, quickly, any yep. difference, any change? I know you were talking up the heat a little bit. Do you want to stick with that or what? I'm sticking with it, back. I'm, I'm going to go. It's going to be a good series with Milwaukee, no doubt. They're a great team. And like Alex said, I mean, their production this year during the regular, regular season was great. But I got to go Miami in a in a good series against Milwaukee. So I got Miami uh, on that side. And then on the other side, I have to go with Boston. Ooh. I think, I think, oh, I like, I like how Toronto's playing right now. But I mean, they're playing the Nets. It's really hard to to match that up against the playoff field. And I think actually, you know, Looking at Boston and how they've set up their team, they were destined for a year like this. I think Kemba has been showing up really well. And you put him alongside guys like Jason Tatum and, uh, and Jalen Brown, I think there's, there's going to be tough to beat. They have, a, they have more star power, I would say, overall. And in the playoffs, that seems to that seems to take well, except for Milwaukee's case. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think I gotta go Boston and Boston and Miami. I like it. I like it. These semifinals are going to be so yeah, good. they are. They, I, I really agree. I'm so um, for the bubble. I'll go very quickly. I'm going kind of same as Alex. I'm going Milwaukee Raptors. Um, but quickly, quickly, I just want to, I feel like the Raptors again, Kawhi left. So it's like, eh, you know, they probably don't really have a shot. They'll make it. But I really honestly think, uh-huh. and, and I know this goes against, and I, Milwaukee's a good team. Giannis is, you know, maybe the best player in the league right now. However you want to put that, he's up there. I think Toronto is the best overall team in the East. That's just my, I think they play phenomenal. Hmm. They have that playoff experience and there's not very often. And this is obviously, I have no idea what I'm talking about when I say this. So, you know, if you feel like punching me in the face, I understand, but 
I feel like most often coach of the year just goes to whoever's coaching LeBron's team or right. Steve Kerr, who right, who's been coaching <laughs> the Warriors who are all time mm. talented. Nick Nurse absolutely True. should be the coach of the year this year. Preach. He took a team Preach. that everybody was like, ah, there'll be a huge drop off because Kawhi's leaving. They've yep. been phenomenal. I mean, and Fred Van Fleet, again, another underrated player. That dude balls yes. on both sides, and he is just so consistent. That was a good take, Zach. So, I don't know, man. I love Toronto, and we'll get into that next time. But uh, just know that I really Zach. like Toronto. I really like Toronto. I am, I'm so with you. I'm so with yeah. you. Yeah. I have a question, though. Yes. How many times do you think Steve Kerr has won Coach of the Year? Um, didn't he win the first year? How won? many times? I would say just, I would probably say once. I'd say he's in the running, but I would say one time. Just one time. Just want to make sure you. Oh know. yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, but you know what I mean, though. Like when we win three championships in four years, every year it's like, okay, who do we put up for coach there? Well, Steve Kerr is probably up there because they won seventy three games, or you know, he's up there because they're the number one oh. offense. Whatever. I know. I I see what you're saying though. I. I <clears throat> I just, I would say like, I'm sorry. no, you're good. <laughs> but you know what I mean though? Like when you're talking about whose names come up, it's usually like you have the obvious, like, okay, Warriors are great this year. Steve Kerr is there. Uh, maybe Ty Lu, who, because he has LeBron or whatever. But then, and then there's always a candidate where it's like, yeah, a team that nobody expected did pretty well. But this is one where they weren't expected and they're the second seed in the East and people still don't really think they have a good shot. So it's like, Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, I, th- I think they're good. But we won't spend too much time on that. Yeah. Quickly, quickly, West, um, I'm actually really curious because, well, we'll see. Um, Alex, who was representing? Lakers, Clippers. Not even, it's going to be Lakers, Clippers. Caleb? It's going to happen. <laughs> um, you really like the Jazz. I like. <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't, don't be, don't be down on the Jazz. I'll tell you what. If when the when the Jazz play the Clippers, that's going to be a good series. I have to say Clippers, and to be completely honest, I'm debating. I really want to say Portland. Um, uh, I, I, I'll say LA, but I'll say this: if Portland wins this series, they'll. I mean, they'll beat Houston or Oklahoma City. Oh yeah. It. And I, that series is going to go six, seven games. Sure. Lakers and Portland. Absolutely. It's going to be tough, but I got LA and, and uh, LA. <laughs> well, as, um, let's see here. <clears throat> as the great Stephen A. Smith or whoever, you know, whoever's been on those fancy scripted hot take shows would say, let's spice it up a little bit. Um, you know what? Let's throw some in there so we can have somebody be wrong for when we revisit our posting notes. I'll go, um, <laughs> and I'll take the, I'll take the fall. I'm going uh, Clippers. Uh, yeah, Clippers Portland. There we go. Oh, I said I'm not going to disagree with you. Let I me let me give the Portland reasoning. Um, and again, I I'm not going to sit here and act like I know something that nobody else does. Like all the you know fancy people that get paid to do this for a living. But um, Portland has the best shot. I, I'll just simply say that out of all yep. the teams in the West, yep. when you look at it, Portland has the best shot simply yes. because LA. And, and they're matched up with the right LA to, to win too. And the reason I say that is even though LA has the two best duos, I would argue with AD and LeBron in the league period, they have one of the most sporadic, like weird playground benches I've ever seen with KCP, <laughs> Danny green, like these guys that are uh, JR Smith now is there. It's just like, yeah, they could be great. Well, 
but they also could be the worst you've ever seen. So it's That's, like, it's true. It's true. And honestly, Zach, the toughest part about that is if you're LA, the worst, the last team you wanted to play in the first round was Portland. Absolutely. You just lost Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo to injury. The two first guys and probably the only guys that you have guard Damian Lillard, the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, exactly. And you lose that. I think it's just, I mean, it's, it's asking for trouble. And it's it tough. Really- and as much as I love the, you know, the, the balding, Caucasian, whatever they call him now, but Alex Caruso, Caruso is probably dude. not going to get it done against Damian Lillard. No. I'll tell you what, the if you just looked at a picture of them side by side, that matchup would go about how you would expect. It's just, <laughs> it's just the way it is. So, but again, uh, it's tough for me to, to bet because LeBron is LeBron. He's one of those guys, Tom Brady, um, guys across different sports where it's just like, you just don't bet against them. It doesn't matter how far down they are, whatever. Um, but I'll tell you what, the one thing that, that should scare Portland is Anthony Davis has just been balling right now. Um, this, it's since the bubble, like he arguably has been the best Laker since the restart, just period. Not that LeBron hasn't been good, but Anthony Davis has been really, really good. So. But the tough thing is when they both, let's say they come out or uh, they try to alternate them, I think as best they can. But if they're both not on the court, I mean, they look terrible, like terrible, terrible. So it's, it's tough because Portland's got a pretty deep bench. There's some guys that can score. Mello does really nice coming off the bench. You guys talk about Mello start. Did they start him now? I thought they were starting uh, Mr. Trent. Yeah, he's been started. Oh, no, Trent's a six man. Shout out Gary Trent Jr. Hey, uh, so there you go. I mean, e- e, you know, interchange either one. They got some other young guys that can, you know, pre- Zach Collins comes off the bench. He's nice. Nurkic isn't talked about enough as an offensive center. So I don't know. It, it, I think they have a deeper team, but again, uh, so anyway, let me not, let me stand on it. Portland and the Clippers will meet. Um, Got him. And yeah, and on the other side, I mean, there's just no team that's going to challenge the Clippers in my mind. Um, I know you like Utah, but I just, I don't see it. I don't know. Fair. That's where we're at. Okay, boom. So we got almost across the board. Um, I wrote everything down. So we will revisit it and uh, we'll tally up those post-it notes for you. Um, and that way you can be like, yeah, told you so, idiots. Um, or like, wow, they're smart. Maybe I should talk to them and listen to them more.